Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to Season 4, Episode 9 of The Castle Chat. Hello friends and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-themed podcast, The Castle Chat. Today our episode is titled Disney Breakdown. This is where we talk about all things Disney news and unpack what fans are buzzing about right now from the parks to TV and movie to the company as a whole. So let's chat about it. goodness this is our season finale i'm i say it every week i'm baffled i don't get it how does nine weeks come and go so quickly every time you know it's absolutely wild to me i cannot believe we are at the end of season four and we are approaching our fifth season how does it come and go so fast i know it's so exciting to look back and see how far we've already come on this journey since starting the castle chat back in september of 2021 and being this many episodes in it's just so exciting to see the journey unfold and and what lies ahead at the end of this episode we have some sneak peeks for you guys for season five and um don't worry we will not keep you uh waiting too long for the next season but we are so excited to be here today wrapping up another season of our beloved little disney podcast and so glad you guys are here Um, this episode is so fun for us because we get to be your news reporters for the day yeah and not only are we being news reporters for today but we have been waiting and sitting on about 20 weeks worth of disney news (laughs) yeah we've got a lot of disney news to share with you guys so buckle up you better be ready because we have so much to unpack with you guys i can guarantee you there will be something that we probably miss or skip over but 20 weeks is almost six months so for us to cover that much information and that much news in a single episode is nearly impossible so (laughs) hopefully we cover the big things the really um important ones that you guys might be interested in talking a little bit more expansively if that's a word about (laughs) expansively i don't know Um, with it sure um but yeah we're excited to talk about all these new things that have come to um disney whether it be parks or what we're watching on screens or what the company as a whole is doing um i'm always fascinated by disney in general so this is exciting and fun for me to just talk about yeah definitely so like caitlin said we are gonna break it down into different categories for you we're gonna kick things off with giving you guys the most up-to-date parks news that we have and let me tell you there has been so much going on in the Walt Disney World parks on property guys there Disney is like you know what we're just gonna flip it around reverse it change it do it and we're here for it and we're here to report it so Caitlin what's the first thing on our list for um Disney parks news okay well we're just gonna start off with a bang um and the long-awaited attraction, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, has finally opened to the public in Walt Disney World's Epcot, and people are raving. Oh yeah, definitely. This is the new reverse launch coaster that they have. It's like an Omnimover coaster where the individual actual like sections of the coaster can rotate and turn and it's just a lot of technology and it's a different type of coaster experience um, that incorporates a lot of things that we haven't seen before in on the Walt Disney World property so it's a very very exciting fun and new ride yeah the feedback that I have taken in on social media and the general consensus from a lot of frequent Disney goers it is this is their new favorite attraction there are yes. a lot of really amazing attractions in Walt Disney World that would be difficult to top yet somehow they continue to do it and this cosmic rewind attraction is getting people to say it's their new favorite attraction neither of us have actually been on the attraction yet we are very much looking forward to getting on it very soon (laughs) um but from what i can tell it's a good combination of you get like the backwards experience of everest you get the in the dark kind of bright neon lights from rock and roller coaster space mountain Mountain. it's kind of a combo of all the rides that you you know and you love 
but it it's a new experience it's different it's a large ride and the cool thing about this ride is that every time you ride it there's a different 80s themed track going in the background so some people were like when i got on it i this song was playing and i'm gonna try and get all set i think it's seven different tracks that they have mm-hmm. so every time you get on it you're more than likely going to have a different experience than you did the time before which i think makes it people's favorite because it's different yeah it's a new experience kind of like uh star tours where you can get different um experiences or worlds that you planets that you enter into um but i did not know this you know, yeah star tours is like different every time you ride it no. there's like mainly because i probably only rode star tours like once in my life because i was like this is kind of lame yeah i've had a bad experience i think i've mentioned it before i won't go into detail again but i had a bad experience on star tours <laughs> so i don't frequent it but it does have different storylines that so happen when you ride it um There was a a video that was released on the Disney Parks Instagram from the Imagineer who was tasked with selecting these songs. And it was really interesting to um, get a little bit of feedback from that Imagineer on why they chose or what the process was like to choose a select few songs from the plethora that is amazing 80s music. So... Um, the list of songs is as follows. Yes. September, Disco Inferno, Conga, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, I Ran, and One Way or Another. And a fun fact about this, um, in addition to these six songs that did make the cut for the roller coaster portion, there were many more of the hundred tracks that were tested to be played in the post-show and corridor upon exiting the attraction. Hmm. So some of the songs that didn't get picked, you still hear as you're exiting or entering the ride, which I think is really awesome. Yeah, that is cool. I have seen video clips of um, the computer alien that greets you as you go in talking about um, particular 80s music that Mm -hmm. Peter Quill has informed her on. So I guess that would be some of those Mm -hmm. select songs that didn't make it for the ride. It's all part of the awesome mix, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So... That's Cosmic Rewind. It's definitely a hit. It's a new ride. Everybody loves when a new attraction hits Walt Disney World. So this is big, big park news. Also, um, for the parks, the Stony Clover and Disney collaboration hit the merch stores recently on June 10th. This is Sunny Clover has always had some Disney nods in their in their production of, of merchandise, but this is a specific collaboration. It's, it, it caters more to the princess and sidekicks um, of the Disney realm, but the new merchandise collaboration is out. I think you can get it in the mm, Ever After on Main Street and maybe the emporium currently but it is out if you guys don't know what stony clover is it is the one type of it's like the new lounge fly everybody has lounge fly bags they come out with different ones all the time stony clover is basically the new tote um that is taking Disney parks by storm and you can there's some level of customization to um the the bags that you can select when you go to particular stores or if you order online um so it makes it a little bit fun because you can make the bags your own um but it is a very hot item right now so it's a very pastel vibe. Everything is in like a nylon material with all these customizable patches that you can put on. Now I will say, Stony Clover is quite a hefty price. Um, it's You gotta fork out some money to, to be able to afford the Stony Clover products, but they are very aesthetic. They're very cute, customizable like Caitlin said. So there is the official collection that has come out with Disney and Stony Clover. So next on our parks news list, couple of quick bullet points here. Victorian Alberts, which is a restaurant at the Grand Floridian, it is like the pinnacle of fanciness. Um, it's super expensive. I think it's like I don't know, like a minimum of five hundred dollars every time yeah, that it's you dine. Ridiculous. It's, yeah, but it's like a several course meal, very fancy, very high end. It's been um, closed since of several of the closures for COVID related reasons and it is finally coming back July 28th. If you want to get your fancy on, you can head over to Grand Floridian and check out Victoria and Alberts if you have the ability to pay for such a high ticket 
price item. Um, I would not be paying that much money for a meal, but some people really enjoy it. The experience is exquisite, so I hear. Um, So if you want to check that out, it will be open again. Um, And the Walt Disney World Railroad has been testing... I know. You know, you're excited about that because you love the railroad. I love the railroad. I feel like a lot of what inspired Disney started with Walt's love of trains. Mm-hmm. Um, there are several documentaries, articles, stories that you can read about Walt's love of trains. And this is a real, I don't remember the year, early 1900 steam engine. And I think there is something so classic about hopping on this train that takes you back in time to when Walt would have been first starting his Walt Disney company um, and going around his park, the only park that he truly got an opportunity to be a part of building. And so I think there is something really magical and special about the Walt Disney World Railroad that goes around Magic Kingdom and I have been dying for it to come back. It has been closed because of Tron and the construction for Tron. So as it comes, as Tron comes to a closer um, completion time, they are starting to lay down the new tracks for the train that will go around Tron. Tron's now sitting on where the tracks used to be, which is why the train has not been running for several years. Um, So I'm excited to see where the train is going to go through. I believe there's like a tunnel it goes through under Tron. Um, oh, or through Tron of so, in some type of way in Tomorrowland. Um, so they've been testing the new route, I think. So yeah, hopefully it comes back soon. Hopefully that means Tron's coming to a close in uh, terms of its construction. That was my thought. There is no confirmed date of when the railroad railroad will open back up, but it has been, um, it's been gone since 2018. So it's been a very long time that it has not been around. Oh, oh. Actually, speaking of Tron, let me say here, um, they have actually been running some of the illuminations that go underneath the canopy to the Tron ride um, just to test the lighting of that, which is exciting. I know recently they also have been running a couple ride vehicles with the big, what are they called? Like the big wheel things with the with the wooden all the way around. You know what those things are called? No. Basically, it's like the, um, they add these things to ride vehicles that's like the max height of a person's arm, oh. like a wingspan. So they can take that, they add that to the ride vehicle and they take it through the whole course and they see if any part of that hits any part of the attraction to see if anybody's hands could get hurt or like it's basically the the max that somebody could reach outside of the vehicle. Pretty cool. I, I did not know this. There's a couple pictures. I'll have, we'll have to put it on our Instagram. For, there's a specific name of what this device is called, but it looks like a big, huge sheet of aluminum with like a bunch of two by fours all the way across, like a half, uh, like almost like a crescent moon thing. I gotcha. They put in the ride vehicle that is like the max wingspan of a, of a human being, basically. Hmm. Interesting. So, they have been running some, doing some testing with those as well. Also speaking of Tron, um, the announcement for the re-theme of Splash Mountain to Princess and the Frog has been given a date. So the reason why this is relevant to Tron is that people in the Disney community, the Disney realm that are pretty plugged in have speculated that the pause on this refurbishment is due to Tron not being open. The Disney peoples maybe are not wanting to close down another really popular attraction Mm -hmm. until a new popular attraction opens to take a lot of the crowd away. So the speculation is that if the Mm -hmm. Splash Mountain attraction is going to go down for a lengthy refurb and be done by 2024, that maybe means that Tron is getting ready to open. Do you feel like it will open, Tron will open this year? I feel like annual pass previews might be like December. Okay. So maybe at the beginning of next year. I think their hope or aim, if I were Disney anyway, this is all in my head, would be to have it open during the 50th celebration, which is 18 months long. So 12 months in will be October. I could see them launching it in the January or February months to try and cause an increase in crowds because those are the typically the slower months at Disney. Um, that really- might make sense. Maybe they would have previews maybe January and open at February. I don't know. But I think 
that they're going to open it before the 50th celebration ends. I could foresee that being a part of it for sure. It's also wild to think about the 50th celebration ending. Like I love the castle the way that it is and the way that it's decorated. It's hard to imagine the castle going back to not having all that decor on it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it will just be the plain pink and blue. Mm -hmm. There won't be any of the embellishments on it anymore, which is kind of a bummer but also it's what makes these celebrations special mm-hmm. because yeah. you look forward to the way that it's going to be decorated i remember other celebrations and the castle being made some special type of way and you know I, it was a point in time that you get to remember but it doesn't last forever so that's what pushes people to want to go and what makes it memorable when you do get there yeah definitely um let's switch over to some of the other parks i kind of covered a lot of what's happening in magic kingdom um over in epcot we already spoke about cosmic rewind but the connections eatery recently opened at epcot caitlin you had an opportunity to eat there um how would you describe your experience at connections eatery okay so i have eaten there twice now i've um, been to connections cafe which is the new starbucks it runs very similarly to the Starbucks and Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a lot swifter and more efficient than the smaller Starbucks window that used to exist right outside of the Canada Pavilion. Um, mm-hmm. it, that is now closed. It's no longer a Starbucks, but um, that experience was fine and went really well and smooth. I did not wait more than 10 minutes start to finish and there was it seemed like a lot of people in line um and then i ate at um connections eatery which is the new quick service and the food was spectacular i um really enjoyed my experience there Um, my husband and i sam we got to go we both ordered a handful of different things to kind of pick and eat you know a yep. select option of what they have on the menu um their flatbreads are pretty good their burger was really good in my opinion i thought it was extremely good for like a theme park burger mm. um and then sam also really enjoyed the chicken sandwich um so all of those things they also have uh, like a belgian waffle dessert superb so all of those things I would recommend. I would totally eat there again. I think the quick service options in World Showcase and Epcot can be super busy. This Connections Eatery is ginormous. There is no shortage of tables, places to sit. They have phone chargers and plugs. All Well, not chargers. They have wireless charging on some of the tables, but they have outlets, plugs, USB awesome. ports. So people who live in Florida and go to Disney regularly could easily take their laptop and chill for a minute. Um, or if your phone is dying and you do have a charger with you, easy place to find a charger that's not one of the like fuel rods that takes a while to charge so um i highly recommend it it's definitely worth checking out at least once if you're gonna go to epcot i know it's hard to choose places to eat because there's so many options but i think it's worth a shot i'm looking forward to eating there in the future i've not had the opportunity yet um but i'm glad that it is open as we start to see things change in Epcot and construction come to a close in a lot of the other areas. It's There's going to be a lot of news to report from this park um, as we see more of these attractions and opportunities open. Also in Epcot, um, we have the Flower and Garden Festival, which is coming to a close. Sadly, we love this festival. It is ending on July 4th, but then shortly after, 10 days later, we will get the Food and Wine Festival from July 14th to November 19th. This is an amazing festival. If you're into food and drink, then this is definitely the festival for you. There's so many options. It's definitely more of a fall focus when it comes to their menus, heavier items. But you better come with an empty belly because these festivals are amazing and they are just what make epcot so great so that is the next festival you can see in epcot let's head over to animal kingdom caitlin what is the new hot thing in animal kingdom so in animal kingdom we had the premiere of 
kind of a remake of an existing show. Finding Nemo, The Big Blue and Beyond has finally opened. There was a stage show that ran like a Broadway show in um, this in this theater. It was a 45-ish minute show. It was nearly an hour. It was a long Finding Nemo musical. I think it was just titled Finding Nemo the Musical. Yeah, um, it was. And... It was a long show. People liked it, but also said it was really long. So this new Finding Nemo, Big Blue and Beyond is 25 minutes, about the same as the Lion King show, um, which is also an animal kingdom. And people love it. People have said really good things about it. It's awesome. I'm very excited to see it. When I went and saw it for the first time, actually a couple of years ago, I think it was 2019 is actually the first year that I saw it. It was very mesmerizing. It's so colorful. It's fun. So I'm very excited to see what they've done with this revamp and very excited for very exciting news for Animal Kingdom. Something else for guests to do and spend their time doing. So I think it's it's exciting. I think Animal Kingdom is one of those parks where there's a lot to do outdoors and it can be quite steamy in that park. So another place to sit indoors in the air conditioning for another 25 minutes where you can get a lot of people in is going to be a crowd pleaser. Yes, definitely. For sure. Very fun for kids too. And another opportunity to visit one of the classic movies, Finding Nemo. So um, that's kind of it for for the specific park things. Now, things that are happening right outside the parks um, or for all the parks, I guess, in general. Um, Genie Plus has had a couple of updates. You used to be able to purchase Genie Plus with your park tickets ahead of time. They have now taken that service away and you will have to purchase Genie Plus on the day of your park reservation. Um, I think the reasoning behind this is that a lot of people were having to commit to Genie Plus before they even really knew if they would need it for that day, depending on what their park plans were. And so I think this shift is better for the consumer and allows them to have more control of if we want to spend that money and when we want to spend it and you kind of get it the day of now. So that has switched and changed if you're heading to Disney soon and you are already used to the way that Genie Plus has been. Please keep that in mind. That has now shifted. Here's the thing. With Genie Plus, I still miss Fast Pass. The thing with Fast Pass that I miss that Genie Plus does not do for me personally, when you would get the Fast Pass Plus reservation, it was what 90 to 60 days in advance depending on your reservation if you had an in yes. if you had a resort a Walt Disney World resort you could do 90 days for your fast pass reservations if you were staying outside of Disney property you could do 60 days um, for your fast pass reservations the day that you did that reservation you woke up stressed you were refreshing the time making sure you were getting it on time and then what you got is what you got and then the stress of it all has kind of already come and gone that new stress of waking up and having to book you know your kid or your favorite ride and trying to get a pass for that is now every morning of your vacation (laughs) yeah it's definitely elevated stress which may be why people might opt out of Disney plus they don't want to deal with the stress it's it's kind of up to you and your family what that like risk analysis looks like or would you rather wait in longer lines but not have to wake up every day and book the passes or rather just do it get it done with in the morning and then try to keep up with it it really just depends on the family but that is definitely a change that has come to genie plus so definitely keep that in mind um what's the last thing we have for parks news okay this is a personal favorite mini vans are coming back i am, what's a minivan i'm so excited about a minivan. this get it yes so <laughs> mini as in mini mouse a minivan is essentially a walt disney world bubble lift these are lifts that are themed to Minnie mouse they are red um gmc cars with white polka dots they are as cute as they can be and you can get various sizes for your different party sizes um and it is a different transportation method to get you between parks that is not waiting on a bus waiting on a monorail or whatever else um, or even getting to your resort so if you are looking for fast efficient transportation this is an incredible luxury to have on your park days yes especially days that you're trying to maximize your time in the parks if you need to get from animal kingdom to epcot and you're not wanting to wait on a bus 
because you didn't drive, you don't have a car, getting a, a lift, AKA a minivan, is going to save you so much time. And the cast members that drive these vehicles are incredible. I had the privilege of using minivan services before they took them away with the pandemic. And um, every, ca every cast member that ever picked me up was so kind the entire ride was giving me so much information and facts about things that we were driving by some of them were really open and telling me their story about being a walt disney cast member and i remember this one um, driver started in custodial and then moved up into quick service and then kind of had this whole journey with the walt disney company and then got to drive the minivans when they were um, first put into place and um, i just really enjoyed any experience that i ever had taking one of those lifts not only was it an efficient way to be transported between Disney property, but the interactions with the cast members are so personal and so great. That's awesome. That's really it for our parks news. Is there anything else you want to add? No, that was so much, I and I'm ready to move on to the next All thing, because right, the next move. thing has a lot, too. I know. Okay, so we're going to move on to movies. There have been some top hits that have come out um, in the movie realm for the Disney company. We have um, ranked here some... We actually pulled some of the Rotten Tomato um percentages that we found for some of these movies so let's kick it off we recently had turning red come out a couple of months ago and uh, people were really excited about this pixar film it definitely took a different approach than most disney movies i would say it's a different kind of storyline i think it's really fun they got a 94 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah it um is disney pixar collab and so the expectation um when those two get together i always have high expectations and for me personally this movie delivered when i first watched it i did not read anything from anyone anywhere and had a completely clean slate in my mind and i laughed i enjoyed it i thought it was great and then i took to social media and saw a lot of negative reviews yes there are a lot of parents that were not a fan of the whole puberty emotions anger I don't know, like, unrealistic, you turn into a panda when you're angry. Like, I think a lot of people were just thinking it was a little out there. It was not their typical Disney story, and they were confused by that. There was a lot of, like, parental... I don't know, people think that, that there was disobedience, a lot of that in there, I guess, with, like, her making her own decisions, and I don't want to spoil the movie for you if you haven't seen it, but... There were some parents that got a little uh, panda-y about <laughs> angry about this movie. Yeah, I was, you know, maybe I don't have a parent's perspective, so um, watching it through the eyes of a parent might be a little bit different. Uh, I saw a lot of reviews and commentary on, um, like you said, disobedience and rebellion being displayed in this film and um, being maybe um applauded to a certain extent yeah um i from from my perspective first of all the timeline of this movie is early 2000s and so a lot of the referencing for me just made sense and i really got um, a lot of enjoyment out of the movie from those early 2000s um little nods that they threw into the movie um but i saw from my perspective a young girl who had a creative and entrepreneurial mind and because you know she had this one thing in her life that made her an outcast she could choose to um, run from it and hide from it or she could embrace it and um when she chose to embrace it she became the best version of herself. Yeah. And so um, there are a lot of ways you could interpret the messaging of this movie. Maybe we should do a digging deep on it sometime. Yeah, um, that would be fun. But from a parent's perspective, a lot of people did not appreciate um, the, the story design, I guess, by Disney here. So take from that what you will, but Rotten Tomatoes surely loved it and gave it a 94%. So, mm -hmm. um, worth a watch in my opinion, but maybe to others not. So, um, 
that is the one Disney Pixar movie that has come out so far this year. We are waiting on Lightyear to come out this week. By the time you're listening to this, several of you have probably already seen it. We have not seen it. There are no reviews or ratings out yet for me to have any idea of what to expect from this movie, but I have high expectations. I feel like in my heart, I'm kind of waiting for it to disappoint me because it's not Toy Story. Yeah. But um, maybe for that reason, it'll really blow me away because it'll be something completely different from the Buzz Lightyear that we've grown to love. Um, But that is a Disney Pixar movie that is set to release on June 17th. So um, if you have not seen it by the time this releases, maybe you should go to the movie theater like old times and check it out. Yeah, definitely. Another movie that has come out recently in theaters is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That got a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I have some opinions about this film. I have yet to see it. And it's because all of the negative feedback I've heard that I'm just waiting for it to come out on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, so I'm not going to spoil the movie for you. I'm just going to say one thing, which I think is a great synopsis of the film as to my main reason why I don't like it. The trailer made it really seem like it was this literal multiverse of madness and like so much going on, so action-packed, so much fun. And you see Wanda and you see Doctor Strange and you're like, oh my gosh, such cool, like such cool heroes together, like fighting and like doing all this fun stuff. But really the whole film is just a continuation of WandaVision. Like it's, I loved WandaVision. But like the the message in the film is mostly the message that we got from WandaVision. And that's all I'll say without spoiling the film for you, Caitlin. But I don't know. I'm like, you could have taken this such a different route. And yes, there are other plot. Don't, don't come at me, guys. I know there are, obviously are other plot lines that are happening here. We get to meet some new characters and other stuff about it that is very impressive and that I don't I'm not saying the movie's bad I'm just saying the overall plot of the film I'm like I don't know you could have taken this a different direction and it could have been a lot different than how it turned out it's not my favorite Marvel film it's still pretty impressive but I I think there could have been um could have been more to it that's how that's my takeaway from that so it makes sense that it was a 74 versus the 94 of turning red I think there are a lot of controversial opinions also doesn't help that dr strange is coming out right after like spider-man no way home which blew everybody away like it was very hard for it to follow up after that yeah there really is i mean it's like how do you even attempt to follow it whatever movie comes after that is just never going to live up to the standard that that film set so that's unfortunate for dr strange um spidey forever he is my Avenger of choice. <laughs> he, that um, movie was amazing. It was very good. It was very amazing. So any film that was going to come after that is obviously going to have a much harder, <laughs> much more criticism behind it because of what it came after. So if you love Doctor Strange, go you. Please continue to love Doctor Strange. Do not let our opinion change that for you. Um, this is just what, this was just my thoughts on it. And I'm sure, Caitlin, you'll share your thoughts once you're able to watch it as well. I will. I will certainly take to stories and let you know if my opinions and thoughts are similar. Um, but for the rest of this year, we have a couple of other Marvel Avenger movies coming out. We have Thor Love and Thunder, which has had a trailer released. And there are lots of people doing breakdowns and guesses mm-hmm. and all of the things um, that these Easter egg hunters like to do for these movies. But um, I think that one's going to be hilarious. I think Thor is such a funny character and I'm excited to see where they go with this film. I'm hoping that it is a step up from Doctor Strange. Um, And then later on after that, we have Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I'm very curious about this film um, since the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, since the passing of Chadwick Boseman. I think this is going to hit differently naturally. Um, but I am excited to see where they take the Black Panther storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it is, it's going to be 
impactful in more ways than just the blunt storyline from Marvel. I think it's going to be impactful um, from the legacy that Chadwick Boseman left for this character as well. So I have high expectations for this um, new set of Marvel movies coming to us later this year, but we don't have any trailers um, for that one yet. So what other movies are in the lineup for this year? So we've got two other Disney films. One is Hocus Pocus 2, which a lot of people are super excited about. It's been a very long time since the original Hocus Pocus. So I love when Disney takes a really long break and then it's like, surprise, we're doing a sequel. People always freak out about it and get super excited. So that one is coming to us later this year, as well as the second Avatar, which... (laughs) People are obviously freaking out about that one as well. Avatar is still one of the top grossing films of all time. And now that we have like Pandora and Flight of Passage, I am sure the Disney fans are going to be all about Avatar 2. Avatar 2, um, I believe it's The Way of Water. Um, That's the full name of the film. There is a teaser trailer that has come out, but nothing else um, to my knowledge. And but when that information comes out, I'm sure it's going to go viral on every platform and everyone's going to freak out. So Um, Definitely some new movies to be on the lookout for um, coming later this year. It's always so fun now. I guess it's to think about being in this almost this post-pandemic age where more films are hitting the theaters again. We're back into that groove of getting incredible movies throughout an entire year, which is very exciting um, considering the past two years. It's been very scarce. Yeah, a lot of the different streaming platforms that people use have been doing their own originals throughout the pandemic and I think there is a different level of excitement that comes with having a movie that is set to release in theaters you have to physically get out of your house to go see it if you're that excited about it Um, and so I think that that is exciting Um, I definitely already in my mind know that I want to you know get a ticket the releasing weekend of any of these movies to go see them and um, see what they're all about. So that is it for movies that are releasing in theaters. There are plenty of Disney Plus movies that are um, on their way out or already out. And we'll just quickly rapid fire through some of these um, and then touch on some of the bigger items that have come to Disney Plus since we last did Disney Breakdown. So just real quick, I will lightly touch on these things. There has been Ice Age Buck Wild. Um, this is the first time an Ice Age movie has been released under the Disney umbrella. Disney purchased 20th Century Fox, which is the original right owner of Ice Age. And Ice Age was a very popular film franchise, and now Disney owns 20th Century Fox. So this new Ice Age movie is the first one to release under the Disney umbrella. It only got 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Obviously wasn't very good, um, but it was just released on Disney+. Plus. Kids who love Ice Age maybe just naturally want to see this movie. So maybe something for you to check out if you like Ice Age. Um, another film, Better Nate Than Never, is a Disney Plus movie about, a, I don't I can't remember if he's middle schooler or high schooler, but he really wants to be on Broadway. And he is basically somebody who never gets the lead role in the school plays and it makes him upset. And one of his friends helps him become a viral star and achieve all the things that he hoped and dreamed for. So um, that one got an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. So that one's pretty good. I've not seen it, but after reading the quick summary, I said, that sounds cute. I might want to watch that. 83% is pretty high rating. So um, that might be one you want to check out. The Olivia Rodrigo Driving Home to You is basically a music video documentary on her writing of her album Sour. Um, And then next up we have a Cheaper by the Dozen reboot. It got a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes, which when I saw that I was like, geez, 35%? That's not very high. It must not be as good as the original um, Cheaper by the Dozen. Then I went, just out of curiosity, to look up the Rotten Tomatoes score for the original Cheaper by the Dozen, which came out in 2003. This movie got 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. Honestly, they're wrong. I'm sorry, but they're wrong. I loved that movie. I so thought it would have gotten like 70 or above. But a 24, like Rotten Tomatoes was hating on this movie. Or they just had a typo, you know? They had to have just had a typo. There's no way it's that low. 
yeah, I, I'm not sure what happened, but this new reboot of Cheaper by the Dozen showcases a blended family, which I love. So yeah, um, I think it's that sweet. it's worth watching um, with your family if you have the time and you liked the Steve Martin Cheaper by the Dozen. <sighs> Last on our quick list of uh, movies that have just been released on Disney Plus is Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Ugh, leave the best for last. Yes, of course I did. Court, talk about this movie a little bit. Oh my goodness. Well, I actually didn't grow up watching Chippendale Rescue Rangers, so there wasn't as much of a nostalgic feel for me for this film. I need to go back and now watch Rescue Rangers, but it is basically... It's such an incredible film. It tells the story of how Chip and Dale became friends, they start their show, and then it shows their life after the show, what they've been doing. It's this combo of like 3D slash 2D animation with live action. So you see like cartoons in, it's a very weird combo um, visually. But it is such a fun storyline and it also is just very nostalgic to i would say the general public and their childhood it includes so many characters from other disney films even like universal dreamworks films as well it's hilarious so it's andy sandberg and john mulaney who are hilarious human beings they voice chip and dale and do a phenomenal job of this so many little like adult little nods here and there so many twists and turns it is so fun i was skeptical when i first started watching i was like i don't know if this is gonna be good i it's honestly like one of my favorite movies right now i love it my fiance's nephew is obsessed with it it we i, I don't know it's just so cute so fun um and you don't have to have, i don't think you don't have to have watched rescue rangers as a kid to really relate or understand i think you can watch it fresh just like i did and feel that sense of nostalgia with the other characters and you'll learn to just love chip and dale for who they are in this film yeah i was not expecting the storyline that i got i had zero idea what was coming i watched it with my younger brother and was pleasantly surprised as well did get an 80 percent on rotten tomatoes so pretty good score i think it is definitely one of the ones worth taking the time to watch if you're looking for something uh for a movie night but those are just the quick blitz i know it was a lot um of movie releases on disney plus there is a movie coming later this year and it's going to release on disney plus day it is the live action pinocchio and um it is starring tom hanks as geppetto so this film whether or not it gets a good score on rotten tomatoes is going to be near and dear to my heart because i love tom hanks um but I just wanted to throw out there and make people aware that the new movie poster for this film is um, a little like silhouette of Pinocchio and then it has the line, all he wants is human flesh. Why did you choose this wording, Disney? Yeah, it's a little weird. A little weird. Like the whole thing with Pinocchio is he wants to be human. He wants to be a real boy. And why would you choose the words? That sounds so like... A cannibalism like it i know like that's what people are saying is human flesh yeah it makes it sound <laughs> dark so maybe it's a new dark approach to pinocchio i, I don't, don't know, know. anyway mean, speaking of dark this is a good transition i just saw this on the list i thought this was great moon knight which is technically viewed as a psychological horror i have actually yet to see moon knight my fiance is really enjoys this show um have you seen it i have not seen it but it's apparently very dark and takes a very different approach to the Marvel universe, but it did get an 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, so definitely have to give it a shot and see what it's all about. Um, The general plot is that this character, Moon Knight, it is two people experiencing um, this deep dive, I think, into Egyptian history and culture of some sort. Um, But it's this like split personality idea of the main character where it's two people sharing the same experience and maybe one is this alter ego and the other is I don't know. These two people, same person. I don't know. <laughs> it's like multiple personality disorder. Pull out the DSM-5. We'll just categorize. We'll just, uh, yeah, do that. So, yeah. Anyway, I have not seen it, but it's got great ratings. Because it was listed and described as a psychological horror, I was a little bit more hesitant to watch it. I am not the best with 
that kind of genre so I wanted a little bit of insight and input first before jumping into that um, if it was a little darker but apparently people really like it yeah another huge 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 show that has come out I um, think this is easily the biggest yeah this is the biggest news is the Obi-Wan Kenobi show people have been raving about this show so far it has an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes we are about halfway through um, Kenobi at this point by the time this episode comes out we'll be on the, the back end of the six episode limited series but Obi-Wan Kenobi um, basically tells the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi himself after Revenge of the Sith. It's after um, Anakin has gone to the dark side. He's now Darth Vader and you're seeing where Obi-Wan is at, what he's experiencing, and you have a lot of the Inquisitors that are trying to kill all the Jedi and he is just trying to stay alive, stay hidden, and um, also protect Luke and Leia who are children at this time. And you actually get to see a little bit of their lives as they start growing up. And so it's a very different perspective. We haven't seen Luke and Leia as children in anything else. Um, We see them as they're more entering into adulthood. So it's definitely an amazing way to expand these characters and see like the psychological state of where Obi-Wan is at after everything that went down with Anakin. Like he is like... His brain is pretty messed up from all of that. It's a lot that he's going through. The man needs some therapy. Um, it's amazing to see his journey, him come back and step into the character of Obi-Wan. And you've got all of the original um, actors and actresses from the original films. It's just an amazing show. I could go on and on and on about this show. <laughs> um, it's been really incredible so far. For the Star Wars fans who came up in the Star Wars universe with the second trilogy, um, this is a huge hit of nostalgia. I mean, it is like, oh my gosh, these movies that I loved as a kid. My husband Sam remembers going to see these movies in the theaters and being able to see a continuation with these same actors and same characters makes him so happy i don't have the same connection to star wars that he does but seeing it through a star wars obsessed fan's eyes makes me love it that much more yeah it's really fun um jed my fiance is the same way he sits with his lightsaber like in front of the tv he's like ready to go (laughs) um he absolutely loves it it's been so enjoyable so far and i'm very excited to see what happens as we move on from that um let's just rapid fire some of these other shows that are coming out this year what we got so with the release of obi-wan kenobi there was a trailer for another star wars spinoff series called andor um there is a trailer if you want to go watch it get more information about that but a quick list of other things coming to disney plus that we know of so far are um a movie called willow we have baymax coming at the end of june we have she hulk in Miss Marvel from the Marvel Universe, um, and then a movie called Rise, which is a basketball um, film, basketball type film um, based on a true story. And then we have Hollywood Star Girl, which is a sequel to Star Girl with um, Grace Vander Grace Vanderwall. Yep, Grace Vanderwall. Yeah, I blanked on her name for a second. Um, so there is a sequel to that coming, and then. I think another big part of news is that Dancing with the Stars, which has aired on ABC for several years and is one of their bigger shows on their network, has announced that they will be releasing their episodes and shows on Disney Plus only. Yeah, they will no longer be live. Yeah, I, I wonder how the voting They're and stuff's going to work for that. Maybe I don't know. I, I guess the voting will be different. I'm not really sure how it's going to work, but that's really big for um, just network news. I would say in general, there are certain shows that have been weekly, dependent on votes, live now that are switching to these um, platforms. It's a, that's a huge shift um, for that show and. I'm very interested to see the way that they do it. I'm not, I mean, I'm not mad about it. I, you know, I'm, because I don't have cable, I would watch the show the next day on Hulu anyways. So to see that's going to Disney Plus, it doesn't make a much difference for my life. But people that do have cable and have been tuning into that, it's definitely going to be a change for them. 
yeah I found that interesting but um, that is all that we have listed and when I say all I know that was a lot I'm sorry for the rant but we just wanted you to be well informed yes definitely let's end our time with some company news and um, we don't have that much to report on we'll just kind of go through this quickly because we know y'all want to hear the TV and the movie in the parks the company I'm sure is less as appealing to you guys but we want to make sure that we give you a well-rounded news report here um, so there is actually an affordable housing project that is in the works for Disney. It's about 80 acres in Central Florida and it's going to house 1,300 properties with different neighborhood amenities. I think they've officially named it Catino is the name, um, but it's very interesting that they're doing a housing project. I don't think they've really ever done this outside of like DCP and doing um, like, you know, the DCP housing for the college students. So there was a project in um, California. Oh on a much smaller scale that they completed in more recent years. Um, I forget the name of it, but there was a a somewhat similar housing project that they completed in California that was um, fairly small, just like their park. Uh, (laughs) But um, the size of the housing project to match the park, I guess, um, giving back to the communities that these parks are located in. Um, There is a specific... um, umbrella where they have this like disney gives back type thing and this Mm -hmm. is one of those projects um giving back to the community with which they house their parks like i said so um, i think this is great i think this is interesting i'm very curious on how once it's built does disney have ownership over it do is it owned by the government i don't really know what happens after that but disney is funding the project which i think is great um affordable housing is very hard to come by the poverty line today versus what the housing markets are at is just wild so being able to provide more affordable housing for the people in the community um is i think incredible i'm excited to see how this turns out and hear more about it in the future yeah definitely quick little bullet points here uh since the academy awards took place uh, i'm sure many of you have seen clips of it with one will smith but um aside from that hoopla um disney did walk away the disney company did walk away with six academy awards um the films that did take home these awards i thought it was interesting because in my mind i was like did they really take home six what did they get um but Disney now owns so many things that the umbrellas through which different um, companies are producing films are still technically owned by Disney. So yes. Disney gets to walk away with the title of six six Academy Awards. Um, so The Eyes of Tammy Faye, West Side Story, um, Summer of Soul were ones that were not directly Disney, but Disney owned that won awards. And then, of course, Encanto took home um, some awards as well as Cruella. Cool. That's awesome. I love when we get to see um, awards being taken home for the Disney company. Let's see here. Also, um, the, this is financial for all you number people. Um, the second quarter results show a boost in revenue credited to Genie Plus. Um, people spending that for their vacations. Also, an increase in attendance. Now that people are through COVID and are wanting to be in the parks more, um, their second quarter revenue was definitely um, boosted up because of that. And also, Disney is also has started to offer cast members two paid days off due to that can be specifically related to mental health, which I think is incredible given that uh, mental health issues are coming up more. There, people are just more open about their mental health um, problems nowadays, and the fact that companies are able to partner with that and say, "Hey, we'll give you two paid days off for you to focus on your mental health," I think is a, very important, and every company should have this type of policy in place so it was very impressive to see that disney is offering that to their cast members as a medical provider when i personally hear people say mental health i think the connotation is that something is wrong or they're struggling with something Mm -hmm. just like everyone has a version of physical health everyone has a version of mental health exactly it is important to take the time to um check in with yourself have a day of rest working all the time is what our culture tells us we need to do but rest is so important for our health and so having days designated specifically under the umbrella of mental health i think is incredible and every company should be doing this 
Absolutely. What's the last thing we have for our company news? So the last thing for our company news is they have named a new chairman of General Entertainment. Dana Walden um, has taken over this position for the Disney company. And just like we were talking about with ABC now releasing Dancing with the Stars through Disney Plus, this is going to be what Dana Walden is going to have leadership and influence over. Taking these things that we see on TV that are Disney owned, whether it be ABC, Freeform, Disney Channel, all these things, and having some level of final say on these things. So we have a new person in charge of Disney TV related things. So um, it should be interesting to see how that plays out. I think changes in leadership are good. It keeps things moving and fresh, but it also could bring change that brings controversy with it. So um, it'll be uh, exciting to see what changes might come. um, And we will keep you posted if anything crazy is announced. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely will. Well, that's it for what we have for you guys today. I know that was a lot of information. So thank you for hanging with us and getting all caught up with all the Disney news that you need to know. There's always so much for us to cover in this episode. So like we said, thank you for just hanging out with us and hearing all about it. Um, Right now, we're going to hand things over to Kelly's Magical Vacations for today's trip tip. Hey all, this is Kelly from Kelly's Magical Vacations, the official travel partner of the Castle Chat, and I am so excited to bring you today's trip tip. If your family is going to want to do any of these extra enhancements that Disney offers, like building a lightsaber at Savi's workshop or going on a fireworks cruise, be sure you're aware when bookings become available to you. For most of these enhancements, it's going to be similar to when your dining window opens. So if you're staying on property, it's gonna be 60 days out from your check-in date. If you're not staying on property, it'll be 60 days out from the date that you want to reserve. Some enhancements do have different dates that they open for booking, so just be aware of that by searching online. Be sure to head over to Kelly's Magical Vacations on Instagram for all your Disney chips and tricks. And if you are looking to plan a Disney vacation, you can head to the Castle Chats Instagram Click that link in their bio and there will be a form that you can fill out so that we can start planning and I can help you with everything from your accommodations to your tickets to your dining and everything in between. I say this all the time, but Kelly has amazing trip tips and enhancements is definitely a great tip to focus on when it comes to the additional things that you want to do with your with your trip as a whole and being aware of when those booking times are to be on top of it so you can um, have the most magical vacation. Yes, I have now used Kelly for three Walt Disney World vacations and she comes through every time without me even saying anything of, hey, I know you're celebrating this or I know this is going on. I think this could be a great addition. You should at least consider it. And every time I look into it, I'm like, she's so right. This would be amazing. And it does just create a little extra magic. Sometimes, even if you have to spend a little extra, if you're going to take the time to go to Disney World, make it magical, add the enhancement, and ask Kelly what she thinks could be that right thing for you based on whatever type of trip you're going on, whether it be a couple's trip, a family trip, your first trip for your toddler. There are different versions of those enhancements that Kelly might be able to help direct you towards. So definitely check her out. Follow her on Instagram for tips like this on a regular basis and book your next Disney vacation with her whenever you are ready to go. Creator Spotlight. I don't have a jingle for this one yet. I I feel like a small shop shout out and Creator Spotlight, I want to say the same thing, but with new words. So I just don't have a jingle for this one yet, guys. I'm sorry. I embarrass myself with it every week, but the Creator Spotlight is here again, and we are so excited to bring you somebody new, creative, and exciting to go check out. Yes, we are shouting out Happily Ever Ainsley today. She is a fun creator. She is currently doing the Disney College program, and she uses her account to highlight a lot of what she does, um, her day in the life, her um, her style. She's so cute and so fun, and also just her life in and out of the parks. It's a very fun account to follow. I think it's just 
a great opportunity for someone that maybe is interested in the Disney College program, wants to learn more about what the day in the life kind of looks like. Um, so definitely give Ainsley a follow. Like I said, her account is Happily Ever Ainsley, A-N-S-L-E-Y. This is the last episode of season four, which means I would say next week, but next season. Bittersweet always to wrap up another season, but so exciting. Just like in the spirit of Walt, keep moving forward. And that is exactly what we are going to do. We're going to move forward into a new season, new episodes, new ideas, new people to interview, all of the above. Yes, we are so excited for season five. We actually have a really fun giveaway that's coming your way, so you'll definitely need to keep up with us on Instagram as we release that. Season five will officially come out on July 10th, so get ready, get excited. It's another season of the Castle Chat. We will be putting out a lot of polls to get your guys' thoughts on some of the episodes that we'll be recording. I don't know. I'm just so pumped about another season. Yes, I think that some of these new episodes that we have too, even though we've talked about what the episodes might look like, there's still variety within um, what we are hoping to bring to you guys. So definitely participate in our polls and the things that we put in our stories coming up so that we can uh, make sure that the episodes that we're bringing you are things that excite you as well. Yes. Until then, while we are taking a break, you can still find us on Instagram at the castle chat. Or you can send us an email, thecastlechat at gmail.com. Also, we would love if you guys would leave us a review while you have a couple weeks and you're waiting on another episode. Please, please, please leave us a review. It would mean the absolute world. Um, We love hearing your feedback and your review helps other people who are looking for Disney podcasts to, to figure out if the Castle Chat is the right fit for them. So if it's the right fit for you, we'd love to hear why that is and why others should be listening to this podcast. Um, we are so grateful for you guys. Thank you for, thank you for another amazing season of the Castle Chat. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. And we'll leave you with what we always leave you with, which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye.